Welcome to the Thoroughly Wrong Project with Lalo and Bob. We appreciate you spending some time with us today. Let's jump right into that weekly dose of things you can disagree with. Take it away, guys. As with all things internet, the Thoroughly Wrong Project is not immune to technical difficulty. During today's recording session, a software failure caused a data loss, resulting in the first seven minutes of the podcast to become unusable. We apologize for this, but hey, fuck it. There is the possibility that we could have been thoroughly wrong anyway. So now let's join this conversation in progress. The problem is, here comes the truth. Here comes a lie. And like you said, some of those will go to their grave screaming fuck liberals. But the problem we have here is during this time period where we're trying to make this transition to get these people out of this mindset, we're, we're having things like recall elections, which will bring in some people like fucking Larry Elder. And, and he's like, well, we're going to end the mask mandates. We're going to end the vaccine mandates. We're going to do this. We're going to. And it seems like more Trumpian politics, more more problems for California, more problems for America, while these people will not listen to the fucking truth. And and while, while I've said in the past that you, you have to let people believe what they believe, I don't I don't think so anymore, man. I'm starting to slowly change my mind that you you got to stop this motherfucking train of lies. that's carrying us to, to disaster, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like hard to even think of any way to stop it, you know, because like if you say like, OK, well, then what do you propose? Like, it's hard to even think of something because it's like like you really start to think about it and it's like, well, what the fuck can we actually do to stop that? You know, right. And I mean, even like when it comes to the like this recall election, like, you know, Larry Elder, like he has this huge following and, you know, he's like the front runner and stuff like that. But like if you listen to his ideas they're like they're so like dumb and like stupid and they make no sense and you know so it's but you know they just love hearing it like whatever he says like oh i'm gonna end mask mandates like fucking day one yeah and everybody's like hell yeah that's my guy but it's like if you look at his ideas like they're just bad ideas yeah to like fix homelessness to fix you know, the economy, like he's going to lower taxes when we literally just had a surplus this last year. Like yeah. how I know, dude, I, how much was that surplus? I think it was like 50 something or like 70 something billion. Now here's, here's a question that I have for you that you, you might know the fact, was it a real surplus? Uh, I mean, yeah, like we brought in more money than we spent um, due to like, higher taxes on, you know, like the wealthy people. And I mean, if you think about it, uh, in like the last year, like that whole, you know, 2020, uh, you know, the, you would see all the headlines, like, you know, the rich got richer while the poor got poor. Yeah. And, you know, that's true. So therefore they ended up paying more taxes because they made so much more money. So, I mean, it makes sense. I'm just dubious, <laughs> you know. It, and I mean, gotta, that's why we're getting like, uh, like the California stimulus. Um, I think it's like rolling out the, these next few weeks. Uh, like, I don't think there's any other state that's doing like their own individual like stimulus like checks and stuff. No, not. That. And this is the this is the second one like for California. The first one um, was a few months back. So, I mean, it just goes to show you like some of these things, you know, do turn out pretty well. Like they were predicting like, you know, like record deficits, but you know, we ended up having a surplus. Yeah. That's why, see, that's why I'm dubious of, was it real? Because everything, it seemed like everything they said was, Oh, we're getting, we're fucked. We're screwed. Here we go. You know? Yeah. And then all of a sudden without any, there wasn't any like, 
hey, we might be wrong. There might be a certain, there was nothing. It was like, hey, we're fucked on Tuesday. And guess what? Wednesday morning we wake up and we got $50 million or 50 billion or whatever it is. And it's like, I don't know, man. Especially when the the leadership was under fire at the time. And it just seemed like all of a sudden we got all this money. Let's talk about, let's talk about that. So I, I, I just don't, I just don't trust I can show I you know you know as well as I do you've been in college you have you ever taken a, a stats class yeah yeah you could manipulate data to say whatever the fuck you want it to say yeah so- but I mean I think I think they weren't like anticipating because I think you know when they were like saying those predictions and stuff like they were just thinking like the whole economy is gonna like bomb you know right like in in this year but they weren't expecting like a ton of people to make a ton of money like they did. Um, and I think that's what kind of like threw a wrench in the plans, you know? Yeah. Cause I mean, people made like millions and billions of dollars like this last year off the pandemic. Um, (laughs) I mean, some of the ones that are Amazon did. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like, um, I mean that if it was my guess, like, I don't know that for a fact, but, um, I don't think that had something to do with it. <laughs> in fact, Amazon made enough money to launch a giant dick into space. So, <laughs> <laughs> and a rocket, and a rocket. <laughs> all right, all right. You're the straight man here. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you think about this other thing? Since we're talking about this this election. Uh, this recall, they are actually called, they actually called my wife, one of the campaign people called my wife and said, don't answer question two. Made no fucking sense to me whatsoever. Like somehow if I vote no on the recall, if I don't say, well, I want Pathraf or whoever, or Elder, whoever you're going to vote for, somehow that's going to Aid Newsom staying in, but it looks like to me if I choose no and then don't choose a secondary candidate, I'm just saying, well, I'm like I'm being like a child, like no, I I don't want Newsom gone, and if if he is gone, fuck it, I'm not voting. That doesn't make any sense to me. Hmm. I mean, if you really think about it, the whole recall election is very like undemocratic and like the way it works because I mean, like you said, there's two questions. The first one is, do you want to recall Newsom? Yes or no? And then second question is, okay, who would you replace him with? So let's say there's like, I mean, there's like, t- I know there's like 40 million people in California, but like for this argument, let's say there's 10 million, right? So 5 million people, let's say it's right down the middle or like 4,999,000 people vote. No, I don't want to recall Newsom. And then like 5 million and one vote. Yes. And then out of those 5 million and one, Larry Elder gets a million of those votes. And then the rest of the votes are like just scattered between everybody else, you know? Right. So you're telling me 1 million people out of a 10 million people state like voted who the next governor is going to be. Yeah. That doesn't make, that doesn't make much sense. Right. So it's like, you know, there was five, there was 4 million that were opposing it and 1 million that were backing this one candidate. And yet, that 1 million won. So, I mean, I just think it's like fucked up to begin with. (laughs) It is fucked up, man. How many states have this initiative referendum and recall? I have no idea. Yeah. But I mean, if, if they want to do it, like just put two, like the first question should be like, do you want to recall Newsom? Yes or no? Uh, Yes or no. Like that's just the one question. And then after that, then if they vote, yes, then you have an actual like election with like the candidates. Um, and then, you know, I feel like that would be smarter, but yeah. I mean, even then, like, I don't know. That's going to cost a hell of a lot of money and a hell of a lot of time. And you may as well just not have an IRR then. Do you know if like, um, like if he was to get recalled and like somebody else comes in, do they still run in 2023? Yeah. Like, is there, like their term is like 
just continuous on this last person it doesn't like restart the term no it doesn't restart the term he'll have to larry elder will have to run in 2020 well 2022 right is the end of it and for 2023 yeah okay i wasn't sure about that but yeah it doesn't yeah getting rid of him now doesn't make any fucking sense anyway and it costs millions of dollars to do this and it's just it's just chaos. It's just more fucking shit we didn't need on top of the pandemic, on top of Afghanistan, on top of the gun violence. And it just seems like nobody nobody can get together on any – America can't get together. I mean, we can't. It, it seems like you watch the news and there's all this shit going on overseas. Here's all this shit going on in the country. And then the news always picks – cherry picks these – little tiny things that are going on it's like this is what we need to be concerned about rather than afghanistan or this is what we need to be concerned about rather than biden so it seems like we've got i've i've argued for fucking years man 24 hour news cycles have damaged us beyond repair it, it's we can't concentrate on any issue anymore yeah and i mean it's and I think the worst part is, like, like you said, it's a twenty-four-hour news cycle. So, like, they'll talk about something for like a day, and then like the next day or like the next week, it's like it never happened. They just completely forget about it and move on to the next thing. Right. So it's like it doesn't even give you time to like process the information. Sometimes you know. Right. Because it's, it's just like bang, like thing after thing after thing, and it, it just gets overwhelming sometimes and then these these people latch on to these ideals that seem to inflame us the most like the the type of vaccine what is it a rna or mrna okay there was an argument she was arguing that, that that this is brand new and all this shit and so she's that's one of the reasons people don't do it because this is a brand new type of vaccine and it's not been tested. Well, they're, they're saying, well, fucking how many millions, probably billions of people have got it now. And the fuck up rate on it is 0.000005. What the fuck else do you want? Well, it's not FDA approved. Well, Pfizer's now approved. Yeah, but the other two aren't. And it's, they they keep presenting this and I'd go back to it. They keep presenting this truth. Well, this type of vaccine is the same type of vaccine that they used 25 years ago. So this type is not new. And in fact, well, the vaccine, we don't know what's in it. And the dude says, well, take the time to look it up. There's nothing in it. There's the heavy metals that used to be in vaccines aren't there. He said, Everything in this vaccine is natural. And that's probably why, I mean, he was a scientist. He was like, he said, that's why we're suspecting that you need a booster shot because you're, it's all just natural and your body's processing it faster. So he said, this is probably the safest vaccine we've ever came up with. And she goes off on this fucking tangent again about, well, you, you tell me that I hate when people say that it's the MMR and it's like this rant that she has makes exactly the same amount of sense of what I just said. It doesn't make sense. But, and yet we turn back to it and we say, why don't you want the vaccine? Because, and they go back to the same fucking argument that she has. It's like they're shutting out everything other than what she said. Yeah, and I like mean, they're most- muting it. Like they're fucking muting it, Lalo. It seems <laughs> <laughs> it's the craziest thing. Yeah, and I mean, most of their logic isn't like it's just based on like I don't know what it would be called, but like like their own like personal ideas of how things actually work. Like you know the argument of oh well you know they they rushed this vaccine like they made it like in no time like that can't be safe when i mean the polio vaccine took like a year to develop and like put out yeah is that is that was that you know super long like people think like vaccines take like fucking 20 years to make and like roll out you know or they'll they'll tell you like oh you know like well um 
AIDS is a virus. Why don't we have a vaccine for AIDS? Do you ever think of that? Huh? It makes you wonder, huh? And it's like, <laughs> no, like if you actually know how the AIDS virus works and how it's vastly different from, you know, something right. like COVID. Right. Like you would realize like why, like AIDS literally attacks your immune system. Like it's kind of hard to go out a virus that's attacking your immune system without also attacking your immune system. Right. Like cancer treatments, you have right. to fucking destroy your body in order to, so yeah. And there's no, there's no cancer vaccine. There's no, there's no can, there's no vaccine for a lot of things. And since uh, COVID-19 is a flu and we had a flu shot. Um, <laughs> right. So it's like these arguments of, aren't based on like reality and, facts they're just based on like i don't know like personal fears or just just wrong like thinking i guess well i saw one of the the alabama trump rally where they booed him you you saw you yeah. saw that yeah now people are taking fucking like what was it like horse steroids or some shit <laughs> yeah or dewormer horse dewormer yeah yeah like who <sighs> fuck started that I mean, I don't, know, but I don't think it's FDA approved. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's two, motherfucker. You're the straight <laughs> man here. Come on. <laughs> what is it? I, I saw it. It's a livestock drug. Ingesting the, yeah, ingesting the drug can lead to a rash, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, neurologic disorders, and potentially severe hepatitis. Yeah, so, I mean, one of the. There's a state somewhere that's like, or a county in the south somewhere that's like, they're running out of it. Like all the vets and like all the feed stores, like they're just, people are coming in to buy it all up and then they're fucking like taking it and shit. I know. So you're looking at, you know, nausea, vomiting, abdominal pain, neurologic disorders and hepatitis in, in, you know. If you get the R, the vaccine, you might get a sore arm and a fever. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. People just, I don't know. I think it's like this idea of like government, like overreach and like the government wants to control you. But like, where does that come from? I think, I don't know. It's just like paranoia and. I don't, I, don't I have no idea, man. That's People, people want to be like. They, they want to, like, just live their lives, like, on their own and, you know, nobody bother them. But, like, in this day and age, like, that's impossible to do. Like, unless you literally go live out in the fucking middle of nowhere. But even then, I guarantee you someone's still going to find you and be like, hey, what are you doing, you know? <laughs> I don't know. And all you hear is a, a jack of a shotgun. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know what you're doing. You're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just, I don't know. It's well. I was saying so uh, after that, after that rally, they interviewed this. I guess I don't know how they fucking choose these inter these <laughs> interviewees. I really don't, dude. It's like they chose this woman, and she was innocuous looking as hell. She's like this five foot nothing, you know, one hundred and fifty pound round ass grandma looking son of a bitch, and they said, you know are you getting a vaccine? And she's like, no, I ain't getting no vaccine. I don't know what's in it. And she parroted all the things she said. And then at the end where, where they're trying to get her to say something relevant, she said, well, in the end, the Lord will protect me. And that seems to be the, that's, that's that argument that a lot of them, and I'm going to say most of them fall back on whether or not they're Christians or not, whether or not they go to church they fall back on that argument of like, the Lord will protect me. And I'm like, God damn, dude, you, you've heard that old joke, right? About the floods coming. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the guy, you know, here comes a, the water comes up and the guy goes to the second floor and a boat comes by and the water comes up and the guy goes to the roof and a fucking helicopter flies by and he's like, nah, the Lord will protect me. And then he dies and he goes to heaven and he's like, why do you protect me, Lord? And the Lord's like, I sent you fucking somebody to your door, a boat and a helicopter. What else do you want? So it's like I sent this vaccine. If, if I'm the Lord, so to speak, and people die of COVID – and they go to heaven and they're like, why didn't you protect us, Lord? It's like, well, I sent you a vaccine. Why didn't you take it? So these arguments com 
continually, continually fall, and yet the population of supporters of these arguments can it, it almost seems like it grows. Yeah, because I mean, um, I think COVID, like you know, at first contagious, and you know, the mortality rate that it has, it's still not to the point where it's gonna affect like most people, you know. Yeah. Um. So I think that's why people still hold on to like, like I'll see like news articles of like, uh, it'll be like, oh, this person, you know, was a strong like uh, anti-vax person. And then they got COVID and were in the hospital for like two months. Yeah. And now, you know, it changed their mind or whatever, or like they ended up dying. And then like literally like the first comment on those like articles or posts, it's like, well, what were their underlying conditions? And it's yeah. like people are still like don't like they don't get it, you know, and it, they probably won't get it unless it happens to them personally. But chances of it happening happening to them personally, um, you know, to that severity, isn't that bad or isn't that high? Because then you'll have the same people in the comments be like, "Oh well, I got COVID and I was like sick for like two days and then I was good." Right. So you know something's going on here, and it's like you know the. The amount of people it's going to severely impact versus the amount of people that just, you know, get over it or, you know, don't really get affected by it. It's very skewed. So there, that belief of like, oh, it's not a big deal. is just like reinforced, you know? Yeah. And well, then I don't think you can change that. Uh, well, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm bringing in two um I'm bringing something personal here and at the risk of pissing somebody off that I know, and I can't help it because it's the nature of the podcast. It's the nature of what I'm trying to say here. Pissing people off, pissing people off. Yeah. (laughs) Think about, think about what you're saying here is, and, and that's what I'm going to say to the person that I might potentially piss off. Let's think about what you're saying here. I have um, a person that I know that, is was close to my family just recently died. I think day before yesterday, been sick for a long time. And he, he went on the ventilator and blah, blah, blah. And no, it's the same fucking repeated story over and over again, where, you know, no vaccine, no mask, fuck you. I'm not going to do it. And, and, and I, so he dies. So then I come back and, and, we talked to another person that also knew him well. And she said, did you hear about so-and-so dying? And, and, you know, we were like, yeah, and that's a terrible thing. And, and Laura, my wife asked her, you know, are you going to get the vaccine now? And she's like, hell no, I'm still not getting it. And, and here is it right in your fucking face that you're going to die. You could possibly die. You're going to get really sick. And all you need to do is take a vaccine that might possibly give you a sore arm and make you feel feverish for a couple days. But rather than that, rather than trust, I'm not sure what you distrust. And that's what might piss you off. What the fuck is wrong with you? What do you distrust so much that you will not even save your own fucking life or the life of people around you? What the hell is that, Lalo? Ego, paranoia. I don't know. A combination of everything. Like, I think it always, uh, like, comes back to the whole like, um, like lack of education. You know? Ah, uh, no, college graduate, bro. I mean, you can go to college and still be a fucking idiot. I've met plenty <laughs> of them. Trust me. <laughs> You're right. I, I went to college with a lot of idiots, so it's cool. <laughs> I'm not uh, saying I'm not an idiot. I, I may be right. I, we may be thoroughly fucking wrong here, dude. I mean, ten years from now, though, it, it could be like everyone who took the vaccine, your dick just fell off. You know, it's like, oh, damn it. You know? Yeah, but I, see, that's that's what people like, or uh, like that's one of their like talking points. Like, oh, we don't, we still don't know the long term effects. But right. the way this vaccine works, like you said, it's it comes like it gets processed out of your body. That's why they're talking about booster shots because right. it literally goes away. Um, and, you know, the reason the FDA took as long as they did to 
to approve it, it wasn't because they were studying, um, like, oh, like, let's see if it has long-term effects. Like, no, like, usually with vaccines like this, like, any side effect, like, any side effect you're going to have, you'll see it within, like, six weeks of taking it, you know? Right. Like, it's no- nothing's going to pop up, like, fucking two years later. Um, so, like, that's what they were, like, studying, like, how long, like, if we get any, like, side effects, how long do they last? It wasn't like, oh, let's see if something happens in six months, like, something new that we don't know about. They're not just fucking shooting in the dark here, you know? Like, oh, let's see if right. the fucking arm falls off. <laughs> it's like, oh, like, some people, you know, they'll get a fever. Let's see how long the fever lasts. Let's see how long, you know, the arm soreness lasts. Or, like, some people, you know, might get, like, COVID symptoms. How long do they last? And that's what they were, like, studying, you know, after FDA. Uh, that's what they're waiting to get approved on, you know? Right. Because they want to have all that information out there. Because, again, they're not going to approve something. Because the minute they they approved it, it kind of gives a green light for like private corporations and you know bodies of like government to like mandate them, right? And they're not gonna approve it knowing that other places are gonna mandate them. And if something fucking goes wrong, they're gonna get like the fucking shit suit out of them. Right. They get sued into oblivion, is what it is. So it's like it's safe. It's like effective. But I mean, if that still doesn't convince you, then I mean, I don't think anything's going to convince you. Like, there's just like so many reasons, like your safety, other people's safety. Like, you know, we were talking about it um, last time, the way viruses work, how they mutate when there's like, you know, a big enough population that's, you know, unvaccinated and the virus has like host and like time to like fester and grow right. and mutate. It'll change and it'll adapt and, it'll, you know, the vaccines might become you know, less effective or not effective at all, or it might become more deadly. And just, those are just things we don't know, like, cause it's the virus, like it changes on its own, it mutates. So if we let it, if we let that happen, we're just putting ourselves more at risk of what, you know, a new variant could come out like in the future, that's even fucking worse than this. I said earlier that you can manipulate data to say almost anything, but some data you can't because it's, it's very definitive. And when you have 70% of a population that is vaccinated and the hospitals are fucking full of people that are unvaccinated and not only full, it's more widespread than it was at the height of the pandemic last summer. Then the data is suggesting not just suggesting, proving that, look, man, everybody who hasn't got the vaccine is getting sick at a record rate. And this Delta variant is, I mean, fucking people up, killing people and putting them in the hospital and killing kids and infecting everybody. And yet, when I show you that data, you can't fucking see it. Not only are you muting the truth, you're blind to it too. You're not looking at it. You're not processing it. There's something fucking wrong here, man. And, and I'm talking to, I'm literally talking to everybody that doesn't have the vaccine. Are you fucking crazy that you can't see what the fuck you're doing? Like you said, I'm, I'm going to, you're hosting a terrorist in your fucking body. That's going to morph into something else. It's, it's going to do it. it. It's the nature of a fucking virus. If you host it long enough and don't do anything except take a goddamn horse tranquilizer, or, you know, or whatever it is, warmer, all you're doing is hosting it and so it can, it can outthink you. It can outmorph you and it will fucking eventually kill your kids and kill your parents and kill your brothers and sisters and kill your fucking neighbors all because you were stubborn because you wouldn't listen to the truth. That's that's inexcusable in my in my you know what I mean, dude? Yeah. And I mean, I've like talked to people about it like I'll see them post things or I'll just fucking randomly see somebody on Facebook comment and then I'll just, you know, reply to them. And it usually always starts the same way like uh right now like one of people's like biggest like things that they say is, well, um you know, people that are getting the shot are still getting sick. So like, I thought your vaccine worked, blah, blah, you know? 
so I, you know i just go in there and explain to them like vaccines like aren't meant to be 100 percent effective like it's no one's ever claimed that this is 100 percent effective but if you look at the numbers like like I, i'll tell them like if you look at the numbers like 95 percent of like the people in the hospital are like unvaccinated and then like 99 percent of the people dying from covid are unvaccinated like you can't look at that and then just ignore it you know exactly I mean, they do but <laughs> i mean they like, do but <laughs> like that that statistic is like so like obvious to what's going on you know um and then you know they'll say something else and i'll just like try to disprove it or i will disprove it and then they always just fall back on like well it's my choice like i choose not to do it and then i always tell them like it's not the vaccine isn't just about yourself you know and like preventing you from getting sick but it's also preventing the people around you from getting sick and it's preventing this virus from like mutating into something worse so to me it's more of a like you know like sense of community type thing like you know you're like yes you're helping yourself but you're also helping like the people around you and like just your society in general yeah and you know i i never like call them directly but i always like throw it in there like uh you know, I just think it's very like selfish to not think of it that way, you know? Like yeah. it's not just about you as an individual, it's about everybody else. Um and then they usually like don't reply after that or like they'll just say some bullshit. But like that's my way of like going at people that you know I try to convince or like debate with or argue with or whatever maybe. Like I never point out like if I call out ignorance, I'm never going to be like, you're ignorant. I'm just say, I'll just say like, it's ignorant to do this and that, you know? And then whether they infer that I'm talking about them <laughs> or just like people in general, you you're know, asking, you're asking for a lot here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I mean, it's real easy. Cause I feel like once you like, just like straight up insult people, like they'll just like, uh, like they won't even hear you out. You know, I know. Like, oh, don't be a fucking idiot. Like, stop, you know, or like do this and do that. Or like, what about this? But all they hear is like, oh, you fucking idiot. Yeah. So they kind of just like, whatever. You're a fucking idiot, you know? They shut so you I out. just try to like, I don't know, I try to go at them with the facts first. And then if all that fails, then at the end, I'll just be like, oh, well, you're a fucking idiot. Well, but at that point, I usually like, I'm convinced, like, I know for sure they're not going to change their mind. So. There's no harm in calling him an idiot. <laughs> what well, you're you're did we ever here's a good question. I, I like to ask these questions. Did we ever have a sense of community? I mean, I, I, I do remember when I was a child and I'm and maybe I'm dating myself, but like my grandparents went on vacation and the neighborhood fed her fish and and took care of the yard and did all the shit when they were on vacation. And when they, the day before they came home, you know, a neighbor would go and clean my grandma's house so she could come home to a clean house. And that seems like a sense of community. But at the same time, there were five people on my grandma's party line and they all used to listen to each other's conversations and talk about each other behind their backs. So <laughs> is that a sense of community? I, I don't, and that's the thing I feel, and I was talking to one of uh, our coworkers and uh, we were like, uh, we're at a hospital here in town and um, we were like talking about the vaccine and how she, she even brought it up. And I was like, I've always like, I've said this for a while, um, but she said, um, you know, I just think here, like in the United States, it, we're very like selfish and like, it's all about me personally, you know? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like that's 100% true. Like we're all about us, like the individual, like we have no sense of like community or, you know, betterment for society. It's all about how can I make my life better? I don't really care about yours or what happens to you or, you know, as long as it makes my life better, that's all I care about. Yeah. At the, even and, at the expense of others. Yeah. And I feel like that way of thinking is just like a recipe for like disaster because- I mean, like you said, most of the time for you to like, for people to succeed like heavily, you have to one, rely on others. If not, you know, like you said, at the expense of others. 
and it's just like i don't know where it's it leads us down a wrong path i believe well can we take that can we take what you just said and apply that to um the amount of crime we have the amount of gun violence we have the the kind of politics that we have now the disagreeing with everybody at any possible time that we can do it instead of finding something to agree on i mean look just those four things right there the gun violence in our in our culture has to do with a, a loss of sense of community it has to it boils down to that. We don't respect anyone anymore. And the cycle of violence that, that comes from that is like, you killed my brother, so I'm going to kill you. And then that comes about is like, well, my brother's dead and you killed him, so I'm going to kill you. And it keeps going and going and going. There is no yeah. sense of community here. You you pull the fucking trigger going down the street when children are, are standing and you're killing them too, just, just to make a point. So we're pretty much so far down the path. I don't know if there's a point of turning back at the, at, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, when it comes to like stuff like that, I always feel like there's two, um, like there's two ways to go about it or there's two things we have to do at the same time to like alleviate that. Um, when it comes to like, like you said, the issue of like crime or like just issues in general, you know, that, if it's like an individual case, which I mean, they all are individual cases, right? Like, let's say someone like, uh, like robs a store, you know, uh, in like the ghetto or whatever. Um, and then my, like, you'll always hear me arguing like, oh, you know, like poverty is like one of the biggest, like reasons why our, our crime is so high and stuff like that. So people like try to assume that, oh, well, you don't want to punish him and you just want to blame it on like his poverty and like, you know, he could have killed somebody, blah, blah, blah. But what I would say is you have to like, should he be punished? Yeah. He, you know, he committed a crime. Like, absolutely. But at the same time, we also have to look at, you know, the root causes of why that came about, you know? Right. So yeah. We can punish like the individual, but we have to, do that while also like trying to fix the root source of it because if you just go about like uh just punishing the individual for you know whatever it may be you're never going to fix the problem because it's just going to keep happening but if you you know uh you know people you know take responsibility and you know if you do something bad you're going to pay for it but at the same time we're also putting these things in place to prevent it from happening in the first place that's how you're going to solve the issue, you know, in the long run. Right. But people don't want to do that. People just want to be like, oh, he did this. They did that. Okay. Throw him in jail. Maybe that'll teach him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but is that going to teach all the other people that are thinking about doing it? Yeah. Or, you know, nobody no. stops to think, Hey, how did he get this way? <laughs> right. So it's like, it's, it's like a, it's like a two front war, you know? Um, you have to do both, uh, like control, like the individual cases, but at the same time, go after the system that caused this in the first place. Well, I, I saw something, uh, some dude from Baltimore who spent 38 years in jail. He went in or got he's 21 years in jail. He, he went in when he was 17 for murder and got out when he was 38 and his, his daughter didn't wreck. His daughter was like, who the hell are you? You know, and that caused him to think, well, then he was in his mother's house and his brother got shot. And on the way out the door, his mother said to him, he's like, you know, I lost a son. I've, I've, I've lost a lot here. Somebody needs to stop this. Somebody needs to forgive. So this dude actually goes to the guy that killed his brother and said, you know, I forgive you and started this thing called safe streets in Baltimore. And he, he preaches that to stop the cycle of violence. You it's, it's a matter of forgiveness and community and you got to see what you're doing to your community. And, and that got me to thinking of like there, you know, target stores are closing early because of this mass theft and, and, and all this shit is going on where people are just, breaking the law and and not all of it's because of poverty i mean 
some of it's I don't some of it's just animosity and and this animosity for the system that they they're growing up in and at, at some point we have to stop and think and I, and I say that because looking at my culture now what just happened in Afghanistan everybody wants to lay blame but nobody you know and nobody wants to take responsibility and the thing is those 13 boys and girls died so everyone's like Biden's fault Biden has to do something so Biden does something drone strikes now it's Biden's fault that it's drone strikes it seems like no one can do anything correctly that someone is not denouncing in a negative way yeah I mean when it comes to that situation I think like there's no winning like at this point literally nothing we do is gonna like fix the damage that's been done you know right right but like you said at some point we have to stop doing what the fuck we're doing so we don't keep repeating what's happening see we got i I mean like we're, we're gonna have to use this like as a lesson you know going forward about like trying to you know, fucking invade other countries and, you know, nation build and all this shit, you know? Right, right. But, I mean, to me, Afghanistan's like a lost cause. Like, no matter, like you said, no matter what happens, you know, they're going to blame Biden for, you know, the 13 people that that were killed. And, I mean, I blame him, too, for that. You know, like, maybe not 100%, but he has a lot to blame for that. He completely, like, mishandled the the situation of, you know, departing and just the the way in the manner in which we did it yeah Um, but i mean at the same time like you could point to you know things that were done in past administrations that led to this you know or you know if they didn't do this we wouldn't be here in the first place you know right so it's i mean afghanistan's just like i've said it before like it's just a shit show like i mean i think the reason i was reading that they had a Trump made this agreement that we were going to leave like by May 1st of this year. Right. Um, And obviously that got pushed back a bit, but the Taliban told, told us like, Hey, we'll let you guys leave, but you can't be taking like um, Afghan people with you. Like they have to stay here. Like if you want to take all your, you know, soldiers and like diplomats and, you know, embassy employees or whatever, Americans, you could take them, you know, you guys could leave. Like, we want you to leave. But don't, like, take people from Afghanistan. And then at that point, like, what do you do? Like, what do you say? Like, do you tell, like, people here in the United States, oh, yeah, we're just taking us Americans and all these people that are, you know, fucking clinging onto planes, like, you know, just brush them off the plane and, like, let's go. <laughs> yeah. But then people are going to criticize you, like, oh, you're, like, fucking just leaving them to die. Right. Because you want to die there. That's my point exactly. We can't do anything right. And then if you do start taking them, then you get fucking attacked like we did. Right. Because that's why, that's the reason they bombed the airport. Because we were taking Afghan refugees away from Afghanistan. And the Taliban didn't like that. Because, you know, obviously it paints them in a bad light. Like their fucking government, like their rule is fucking terrible that people are like, you know, fleeing the country. Right. And then that's why they attacked us. But then, you know, we, you can't be like, oh, well, you know, we were trying to save people. And then they fucking killed like 13, uh, like Marines, I think it was. And it's just like this, like you, like you can't win in any scenario. Like you either just completely leave and let other people die or you try to, you know, you leave and try to help other people, but then some of our people die. Right. So it's like, what, you know, what's the end game here? Well, I think the end game is to not fucking play the game anymore. Because, you know, Bush set it on fire. Obama gathered the gasoline. Trump threw it on there, and then it got handed to Biden. So, you know, yeah, it's Biden's fault, and it was handled incorrectly. But he he inherited a fucking disaster to begin with. And no matter what he did, if he had stayed there, it would have been wrong. If he pulled out, it was wrong. If if he pulled out slowly, it was wrong. If he did what he did, it was wrong. And it just seems like every 
I'm, I'm so tired of all this fucking negativity. Everything everybody does is wrong. Why can't we say, you know what? Why can't we be forgiving, Lala? Why can't we say, okay, we fucked up in the past and you fucked up. Let's see what we can do from here. You know, because that's the important thing. Did we learn anything? And it, it, it bleeds down into the smallest areas of our lives, this lack of unity that we have as a, as a nation. We're, we, we're not unified on Afghanistan. We're not unified politically. We're not unified on, about the virus. We're not unified about how schools should be handled and, and mask. And, and every goddamn thing is this polarized, politicized thing where we're being fed information on both sides. And thank God that I woke up because I was I was completely on that left, not listening to the right, and you you schooled me on that, and I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I really do, because in order to be in order to be balanced, you have to listen to both sides. Otherwise, I don't know what they're saying, and you know they might have a point, and occasionally they do. And if if the right would say, you know what, the left has a point occasionally that I can agree with, so we got to meet. Somewhere, even if it's a microscopic fucking middle, dude, we have to meet there to see if we can broaden that demilitarized zone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So we can both stay in that. When we meet, we can come to that Camp David and say, all right, here's what we're going to do to try to get together on this. Because if we don't, more people are going to die. More people are going to die from COVID. More people are going to die from gun violence. More people are going to die from drunk fucking driving. More people are going to die from all this shit that everybody's got their fucking opinion on. And your opinion about, okay, if you're, if you're basing your opinions in facts, I, it's, it's, a, it's a valid opinion. If you're basing your opinion and I just don't want to fucking do that, then you're a fucking moron and you're going to get people killed and you're not going to bring anybody over to your side. It, w- dude, we got to fucking calm down. I mean, we have to calm down as a country and I have no idea to where even where to begin. Yeah. And I mean, going back a little bit to what you were saying about why can't we just like, for, like go f- from this situation and, you know, say like, okay, how do we, you know, overcome this? And like, how do we, you know, get better at it or, you know, move on or like, you know, what do we do next? Like, that's never our reaction. Our reaction is always like, I told you so, like, or this, my side was right. Like this would have never happened if this person was in power, you know? Yeah. That's always our reaction. Like our first reaction. It's see, I told you you were going to fuck it up or way to go. You fucked it up. It's not like, okay, something went wrong. Let's try to, you know, make it right. Uh, And I think, like you said, it's always about, you know, my side is right and ego and just power. And I don't know. It's just. Yeah. Shit show. (laughs) Well, there's got to be there. We have to have like. My wife was saying this morning, he's like, where, where are the fucking leaders? Where are the leaders of, of rational politics? Where the fuck are they? Where are the leaders of a, a, a rational existence? Where's the Martin Luther Kings and the Bobby Kennedys? And where are these fucking people? They, they raise up. Remember the kids uh, they raised up after that school shooting in Florida? Yeah. yeah. It's like they raise up. They have a voice. Everybody goes, yeah. And then somebody has something shiny on the horizon. We're like, well, you do what you're doing. I'm going to go over here and look at this now. I'm not going to support you anymore. But I mean, even like people like MLK and, you know, Bobby Kennedy, like at the time they were, they weren't seen as like, you know, the beacons that they are seen as today, you know, in their time, there was people just like now that, you know, hated them and fucking, Right. But Martin Luther King marched from, you know, did the 54 mile march to uh, Montgomery from Selma. And 
hundreds of thousands of people and and how many people gathered in washington to hear him speak and and he he polarized that positivity in people and gandhi polarized positivity in people we our only rallies now of over ten thousand are somebody you know denouncing someone or calling somebody names or you know like larry elder saying he's got to put people down in order to, to lift himself up we need to fucking stop doing that we need to find a person or become the people that lift other people up instead of this like you said like this egoistic my way and i will not change because i for i might look stupid i don't know what the fuck we don't why we don't change yeah. i have no idea and and you know what that's that's not entirely true because i've said it before i used to be that guy and and you wouldn't even have recognized me lalo because i was like my politics were very tight and and the way i believed and the way i thought was very I denounced everything and not that I denounced it. I didn't pay attention to it. And when it came to me as a, as an alternative, like veganism or exercise or positivity, I was always like, no, fuck that. I am what I am and I'm not going to change. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to change who I am to agree with you. And that's not what it is about. It's about when, when a positive message comes in if you disagree with it, you need to check yourself. If you can't see that it's going to help other people, it's not. I, I'm glad I changed in the in the way I was before. I didn't want to change. I took pride in not listening. I took pride in in holding this line of the way I was. And when I began to change, it became it was a fucking avalanche. When I finally opened up my mind to say, okay, yoga isn't gay, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yoga's not gay. Yoga's 5,000 years old and veganism isn't gay and, and all this stuff that I, I held up is like, that's just, that's just for gay people. You know, it's like, it, it seems like we are so, we, we preach that we're open-minded while we're the exact fucking opposite, the exact opposite. Yeah. And I mean, it's just like, I wish it was as simple as like somebody believing something and then they see it like not working. And then they're like, oh, I guess that's doesn't work. Let me, you know, yeah. let's try something else. But it's not. It's like they'll see their ideas not working and then they'll still believe them, you know? I don't know if like, they believe it. I don't, I think they stop believing in it become, you've got to get an epiphany about changing your mind. It, yeah. You got to get an epiphany here because you, you can see your idea is not working and you can, you know, you still hang on to it because you don't want to be wrong. You'll look if you, if you're wrong and that might challenge your very existence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so it's like you know like like part of me would think you know maybe larry elzer should win and he should be governor for like this last like year like two years or whatever just so people can see how fucking stupid his ideas are okay. and maybe that'll make him change you know and i mean regardless whether he wins or not like there's gonna be like if he does if he does win he'll just get voted on the next election right um and I mean, if he doesn't win, then I mean, Gavin Newsom might run again, whatever. But, you know, for this like two two year gap or period, like, you know, part of me would think like, oh, maybe he should win. And, you know, people will see like he's a fucking idiot. But I know that they, they won't. I know they'll just blame somebody else um, for, you know, his failings or right. his, you know, bad policy. And, and a lot of people would die. Exactly. So... I mean, it's just one of those things that, like I said, like I mentioned before, it's like, it's hard to, to even come up with like a solution because you know, it's probably not going to work based on what they've shown you already of how they think and how they react to things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's just hard. Oh man, dude. Well, 
you got to go to Sacramento and I got shit to do. So <laughs> have a good trip, man. Thank you. You know what? I'm going to end this with like this. I talked to, I talked to my wife the other day about that person in my family dying. And I said, it's like this long, long line of people standing shoulder to shoulder and coming down the line is a big dude punching people in the face. And everybody's thinking, well, he's not going to punch me. It's not for me. That's not that punching going to happen. And even right up until the person next to him is getting punched in the fucking face, they're thinking he'll be tired by the time he gets to me. And then they get punched in the face. So what's happening here is you are seeing, listen, everyone, you're, you're seeing COVID-19 take out people right next to you, punching the person right next to you, and you're not listening. You're not thinking. And, and what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to, if you listen to this podcast, which I know a lot of you are now, listen, take, take what Lalo and I say at face value, look it up, do some research, open your mind a little bit. Don't, don't do the research with your ideas in mind. Do the research on what everyone is saying. Is it safe? Is it effective? Look at the, the vaccination rates of people out of the hospital and in the hospital. Look at the death rate of people who have got it and haven't got it. And just stop and think just for a fucking second. It's not all about you. It's about the children around you. It's about the old people around you. It's about your neighbors. It's about everybody who's helping you. It's about a, a system of support that is slowly eroding around you because you won't change your fucking mind. And yep, I'll have to say it. All the things that Lalo and I say, we might be thoroughly fucking wrong, but we're still going to say them because this is America, man. Right? Right, Lalo? Yeah. And I mean, like you, like you said, uh, when it comes to like doing your research, like don't, don't just listen to the things that agree with your point of view. Yeah. Because then you're never going to really get anywhere, you know? Don't just be like, don't Google uh, why the COVID vaccine is not effective. You know, or don't Google why the COVID vaccine is effective. Just Google like COVID vaccine effectiveness. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like those like little words here and there really make a difference. They do, man. <laughs> they do. So it's like, don't go in it. I mean, it's, it's going to be hard. Like, and you know, even I like, I'll go into topics, you know, with a bias. Um, and I mean, that's normal. It's natural. But don't let that bias like completely like shun out everything else that's like, you know, pointing in the other direction. If like the overwhelming data and the overwhelming like facts just point into one direction and then there's like some fucking rogue doctor somewhere that's like, oh, well, you know, I don't think it's all that safe or, you know, I don't think it's all that effective. And then you listen to that one doctor from like fucking the middle of nowhere and like over everybody else and like all this other research, but you're sticking to that one person, then you're just at that point, you're just doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. So do your research and do it as unbiased as you can. And, you know, and we're not asking you to, change your mind and, and, and start going to rallies or anything, you can quietly change your mind and go get the vaccine. You don't have to even fucking tell anyone if you don't want to threaten your friendships with the idiots around you. <laughs> yeah. So go do it. Take action, protect yourself, protect your neighbors. And uh, I'll say it again. We might be thoroughly fucking wrong, but man, I do enjoy being wrong sometimes, right? <laughs> <laughs> so have a good trip to Sacramento, brother. Thank you, man. I'm still thinking about going to the beach. I don't know. It's it's <laughs> nine thirteen. It's early. I could be I could be there by noon, right? Yeah. All right. It's a good uh, day trip. That's a good day trip. All right, man. This has been Bob and Lalo, and this is the Thoroughly Wrong Project. Tune in. See you next time, brother. Later, man. You have now experienced the Thoroughly Wrong Project with your podcast hosts, Lalo and Bob. 
We can now be found on Pandora Radio, Apple Podcasts, Podium Podcast, or by searching The Thoroughly Wrong Project to locate our YouTube channel. You can contact us directly by email at thoroughlywrong at gmail.com or just leave a comment on any of our platforms. Until next time, thanks for spending your valuable time with us. And remember, always speak up and never be afraid to be thoroughly wrong. All right, listen, here's a little side note. I, I'm not being an I told you so. I'm not being a scold. I'm, I'm just telling a story that scared the shit out of me. Last week, my kid hung out with her unvaccinated friends after school. But what they didn't share with us is that they had an uncle in their house with COVID-19. Like normal teenagers, they stopped. They got drinks at a fast food place. They shared the drinks. They were in each other's faces. They didn't wear masks. They were just simply being kids. The next day, her friends called and they were diagnosed with COVID. But did my vaccinated child get it? No, she didn't. Did it scare the living fuck out of us? Yeah, it did. My point is, the vaccine works under the harshest conditions. Go get it today because this isn't about freedom and it isn't about all the inflammatory language that you're hearing. This is about your fucking community. This is about your family. Stop listening to the fear mongers and go get that epiphany we talked about. Go think it through. Do the research on your own. Don't use Fox News. Don't listen to your neighbors. Don't listen to anybody. All the information you need is at your fingertips. We kind of talked about that. Figure it out. Go get vaccinated.